And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. Have you enjoyed the the bye week? It's been de-stress it's been de-stressing. You know, I've been mm-hmm. able to watch other games of football and not sit through the prism of my emotional anxiety or relief uh, after the Richmond game or before the Richmond mm. game. I have started sort of making little checklists of which games help our fa- finals chances. Oh, so. that's totally how I'm watching through the prism. Uh, that that's mm. how I'm watching games, and you know, as previously mentioned, basically on the applied bookmakers probability, we've, we've only got a 26% chance or so. So, mm. but I, I think my theory is Nick, and I haven't run this by you, is it's better for the team. It doesn't matter if teams around us win, like with the Fremantle-Essendon game, mm. I thought yep. it's better for Essendon to lose because we're chasing. And yes, there's a lot of teams in that chasing pack, but you can't you can't worry about them because you're not trying to replace them. You've got to, you've got to replace the teams above you. You can't worry about the teams around you. Um, so because the yep. teams above you have the structural advantage um, having won more games, self-evidently. So, yeah, that, yeah that's how I'm approaching they do feel a little. There's some teams there that feel a little spongy, I must say, from from football on the weekend. But yeah, yeah. and you know, am I reverse engineering engineering a way that I can barrack for Fremantle against Essendon? Yes, because I'm almost <laughs> always going to barrack for the team playing Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Look, so for a bye week special, um, little bit of season overview stuff, um, all Australian thoughts. And uh, one thing we like to do in bye weeks is have a look at which players are out of contract at the end of the year and talk about sort of what, how they're tracking and sort of chances for for next year. Um, then a little bit of AFLW news that's unfortunately just come through and then into uh, a preview of the big game against Brisbane on Thursday night. So, yeah. Should be a good show. Far away. Mm. How are you feeling about the season as a whole? Um, like we said it a few weeks ago that sort of everything was wrong the moment Tom Lynch got injured. Yes. And so, you know, you trade away next year's first round pick on the upside expectation. You, you don't, you know, the worst thing you can do is trade for for the, your downside because um, it's hard mm. to win premierships. You, you, you got, got to put in, but the moment Tom Wentz got out, it destroyed all expectations. Obviously, things are much better now at the moment, and partly that's the we've broken a little bit of the close game hoodoo, having won two yep. um, in, in the recent mini uh, winning winning streak. So it's uh, I'm okay. I just want us to fight out to the end, and partly that's the well, I don't care about the draft position. Um, so I'm... I'm somewhat resigned that we're not probably going to have our hopes and dreams achieved from the, the season, and that's football. Um, best player gets, most important player gets injured. Um, but I've, I would have liked to see a bit more from the kids, and obviously the injuries have been devastating. Mm. I mean, the injuries to the old guys are annoying, but injuries to the young guys really suck as a fan perspective of seeing progress. So it's, yeah, and really lingering, annoying injuries. Yeah. As well, yeah, and and like Gibbs Kiss is the obvious one, but Tom Brown's injury has been really annoying. Um, Tom Brown's injury, Seth Seth Campbell, we saw he flashed at Arden Street, and he had three quarters of a comeback game in the VFL, and we haven't seen him since. Ah, uh, 
Yeah, and like Swansea had a few things that wrong with him in the preseason yeah. that have hopefully is what has really held him back this year. So yeah, there's there's been a lot of frustration, but it, it certainly it, this is a much happier podcast than it was four weeks ago. Yeah, no, definitely. So that us us winning and uh, last week, or no, last the week before, and having Brown and Banks as as our two best players in the VFL, that 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 certainly helped me sleep a bit easier. Yeah, and look. Our percentage, if this is a pretty a bit of a meh take, like our percentage is 102. So it's pretty close to 100, um, right? So, mm. and unfortunately, I'm quite, um, I think despite I was, I we're over 500 last week, we're actually 6, 7, and 1. Um, mm. So it's sort of a bit disappointing. Obviously, we're 102 percentage. You should at least be 500, but you know, it's close enough. But yeah, it hasn't, it's it's been a mid, mid-season. Mm. Yep. As the kids say. I agree. What about all Australians? How do you how do you think we're tracking now? Oh, early start. Well, you know, Nick, as I mentioned before, I think the case for Bolton being all Australian, as, as long as you classify him as a, a half forward, um, it's pretty overwhelming. Uh, mm. He's the he's you know whatever sort of the advanced metrics or the you know he's on on the alpha ratings. He's a top ten player, but also he's the the best um, mid forward uh, coaches votes. It's similar. He's the the case is really he something would really have to go wrong for him not to be named on the half forward line. I think the thing that could sink him if he played more time in the midfield and he got classified in as a midfielder in the voters' minds. But do you agree with that take? Yeah. Oh, look, you 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 had me in shade, really. <laughs> Okay, but the thing we've been talking about a bit is is um, is Daniel Rioli a potential All Australian? Mm. And yep. look, the, and we should start here. It's much easier to classify mid forwards because there's no reliable public measure of mm. uh, defensive accountability. Um, but uh, in a large part, as a function of our game plan of the you know the high turnover game plan that leads to scores. You know, we're trying to win intercepts. We're, we're trying to score off intercepts. We have four players in the top 15 of mid... Def- of, the, of the mid defenders, we have four players in the top 15 on the AFL rank ratings. Hmm. And Rioli's the 15th. I'm sure you can guess the others. Yeah, yeah. Um, but should I actually mention the broads in that group? Yeah. Well, which... Um, I think that's a that's a pretty low, late career development, but a pretty pleasing one, yeah. nonetheless. And that's a real measure of, um, you know, high-value disposals, um, good good intercepts. So, good on Broad. He's, he's really, uh, he, he has very much come into his own in a way that he hasn't before on, on that rating. Um, I think the actual case is slightly better for Short to be an All-Australian, to be honest. Um, oh, that's interesting. Like, they're both on about the same disposal. Short's better rated, um, as you'd imagine, having kicked those goals. Um, yeah. The meters gained. Uh, Short's number two in the AFL. Um, uh, so, yeah, there's, a, there's some good cases of that. Contested possessions uh, for small backs against s- slightly dodgy um, uh, position. Yeah. Uh, definition here, but um, Liam Back is actually in the top 10 and Rioli's 12th in contested possessions. Huh. Um, 
pressure axe. Um, Baker's obviously in the top 10 in the AFL that, that for mid-backs, but Rioli's 13th, so he's doing okay on that. Um, but the one measure um, Rioli is the best Richmond player on is coaches' votes. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's pretty good measure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a thing, yeah. Uh, but he's only eighth, and it's a big drop-off from some of the leaders. Now, the leaderboard is a bit ruined by Nick Datos, um, still mm. being classified. But even then, you've got Jack Sinclair, you've got Houston, you've got Stewart, you've got Redmond. They're all reasonably above Rioli in, like, if you look at the aggregate total. So you can't really make a case for Rioli as All-Australian. But I think Short could make it if he continued his good form the last few weeks. Mm. Um, no, I actually hadn't thought of him, but uh, yeah, I suppose he has been. He's been going really well. Yeah, um, like he keeps kicking goals, right? So incredibly valuable by, by any measure. Um, but yeah, the, the broad the broad stats really um, really hold up well, which I was, I was impressed by. Now, actually, I'm going to start with my. I'm going to finish with the thing you wouldn't expect, least expected player that I'm going to mention in this conversation. Um, yeah. I'll just talk about Nank briefly. Mm. I think you know. I'm not sure if we mentioned this directly, but he is amongst Ruckman. He's number one in by mile in pressure acts. Yep. So no surprise there, and it's really there's it's daylight seconds. So that that's definitely the strength of this game. On the hit out win percentage and uh, hit outs to advantage, he's not. He's dropped out of the top 10 in both measures. Um, and I'm sort of excluding people here who played one or two games. Um, mm. So he's not... He's back to sort of old Nank. We talked a bit about last year. He had some really good rucking. But yeah, he's now... I had to say it, but as a top ruckman, he's probably now a bit below average, but um, average amongst good AFL starters. But he's still... You know, the, the point is he prides himself on being great on pressure and the follow-up work and... Uh, He's mm. certainly delivering on that, but there's, there's no case for him for all Australian, is, is what I guess I'm trying to say. Mm. Sad, sad to say, fourth in hitouts, which is you know, which is a crude stat, but it does does speak to his sheer work rate. It does. He he gets heaps of reps. I think he's top three. I don't have it written down, but that's one thing is we, we do work him really hard, um, and that's why he he does well on the hitout stat. But yeah, relative to the total, it's I I, I was going more on percentages because you know I, I like a I like a. Fish. Efficiencies and a better overall uh, judge of output. Now, guess there's one player. When I was just going through, I was looking for any other players who stood out on any ratings. And Nick, if you look at one-on-one contests amongst key forwards in the AFL, for starters, of how many you get, Jack mm. is right up there. Huh. Oh, that's cool. He's like in the top two or three. The um. I think he's third. I'm just doing it off the top of my head, but I think Lynch was second on a per game basis, but obviously short sample size. But Jack's next to Lynch on the amount of one-on-one contests that he's in, and his winning percentage is really good. <laughs> so a key forwards, you know, they tend, tend to only that you know they win, um, you know, a good rate is thirty uh, percent for their one-on-one contest win rate, and he's above that. And um, like he's a. Uh, a guy above guys like Mackay, like he he's he's really good in that measure, which you would not have expected. 
Anyway, uh, that was my surprise one. Look, he hasn't kicked enough goals to actually be a serious All Australian case, but no. But I, I, I enjoyed that stat. I was, I wasn't expecting it. No, neither was I. And sort of, it, it stood out like high reps, good efficiency. Now, it, can he break a two on one like he used to be able to? Probably not. But you know, it's, if you reduce it to one on ones, he's still there's still a really good case that Jack shouldn't retire. Mm, nice one. That, that was it. So, um, but come back to the point, uh, Bolton should be all Australian, probably no one else, but uh, we might sneak one in in the extended squad. Should, do you think we should try and sneak in the guy who's tracking fourth in the coaches' votes? Oh, Tim. Well, the problem is he's a mid, right? So, I yeah. I, th- I, th- the, I think he, you've got to have him on the, the bench. Like, Or oh, oh, the extended bench, the 40-man squad. No, no, on the on the form, I maybe not starting, but like on the interchange bench because you probably should have two midfielders reflecting the quality of their position. Um, yeah, that's fair. Look, I, di- I didn't. To be honest, I didn't even look at his numbers because we discussed his stats so many times before. Um, but yeah, no, it's just sorry. To pro- to properly appreciate him, he is tracking in the top twenty in the AFL in per game stats in thirteen different statistics. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. His output and, and and they capture they capture the full range of the Tim Taranto experience. Like he's he's literally first in fantasy score, fourth in disposals, um, tenth in centre clearances, seventh in clearances, third in turnovers, um, third in clangers. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got he's got it all. <laughs> he does like um. Uh, I feel like we know him fairly well as a player, um, both his strengths and weaknesses. He's he's a unique beast, but um, I enjoy yeah. him. Oh, look, the, you de- I, I just come back to, um, you know, you just don't get Tim Taranto athletes that, you know, that we traded 14, what ended up being 14 and 22 for him. You just don't get Rolls-Royce athletes like that at, at 14. Um. Yeah, uh, and there's no statistical basis for this because he's actually improved lately. But I think having Hopper back is um, will help him because Hopper's the one person he knows exactly where he's going to be. And I think they did they did show good chemistry. Yeah, I, I think he played better. He learnt to play better with um, uh, Prestia, who's sadly injured. But yeah, yeah, and that's a really good point, and that's. I think that's probably one of the reasons why he's, uh, like some of the advanced, you know, the AFL, his, his score has gone up, and the goal kicking, obviously. But yeah, he's a... Uh, he's, he's nearly a goal a game on the season. Yeah, yeah. so anyway, well, we've got a straight swap for Prestia Hopper this week. But yeah, that was really disappointing, the Prestia news, because uh, I think he's been a big... He hasn't been starring, but I think he's he's been the foundation that a lot of the improved mm. midfield play has been built on. Yeah, definitely. Um... I've got a list of our uncontracted uh, players uh, for the end of the year. Now, um, there's 16 of them. I think some of them, some of them are going to be pretty, pretty easy um, for reasons both good and bad. But yeah, I'm, I'm sort of. It's a good chance. There's a, there's a. When we get to the end, just. Let's have a think about how many players uh, aren't going to get contracts next year. Um, mm. so yeah, um, let's reflect on that. Okay. Anyway, 
kicking off. This is this is just in the order that I wrote them down and did some research. So no particular order. Um, but unfortunately, I think it's one of the easiest easier decisions in being new and um and not for a good reason. Um, so I think every you know. Biggie seems genuinely popular. Um, yeah, I like watching him play in the VFL. Uh, and yet, you know, he's in he's in his fourth season, you know, on an AFL list, and maybe he's one of these kids who, you know, COVID COVID certainly had an impact. But you know, in season season four, um, he's still. A bit of a jack of all trades, playing key back, key forward, in the ruck, um, and maybe Ben Miller is as well. But yeah, it just just hasn't quite come together, unfortunately. No, I guess there's a small chance, you know, all, all those shots for goals he had a few weeks ago in the VFL. Um, oh yeah, but two goal seven. Yeah, but we didn't. Then he's sort of been injured again, and um, mm. yeah, it's. Like, I think there's a small chance he'll he'll manage to survive on a on a bottom basement contract, but yeah, I think you're right. If he well, he's already he's already a rookie. Yeah, so is there any chance he can continue on that next year? Yeah, he's he's eligible to to stay on, but yeah, we do like those rookie those rookie contract um, uh, backup bigs. Big man. Yeah, we do. Mm. Anyway, um, Hugo Rasmus. Out of contract. Um, Hugo's, I don't know, I don't, his, his season this year is a little bit better than it was last year in sort of games he starts, his well, non, non-substitute games, he's averaging nearly 16 disposals a game, he's played 11 games on the season. But it, yeah, I'm not, I've liked some of his work, but it still, it still feels a bit, Bit of an almost season. Quite divisive amongst Richmond fans, I've noticed, actually. Um, hmm. People in my life who, who sort of have been out on Hugo. Um, I really liked his game against Collingwood in the wet um, yep. all that time ago, but he was miserable as a sub. Um, just couldn't get near no, it. No, the, the sub thing hasn't been working for him, unfortunately. No, it doesn't work for him, does it? Um hmm. So I, I I put his chances of survival higher than um, mm. Biggie, um, just because he's he's got that run and carry that um, and athleticism uh, at proven AFL. Not that Biggie doesn't have that, but you know what I mean. That's sort of that, that slightly higher round of all round skills, and obviously it was a higher draft pick. So maybe he'll get another year, but I think he needs to needs to show a bit in uh, if he gets another run in the ones to survive. Yeah, in his favour, he's still quite. He's quite young, uh, as well. So, yeah, like he's he's six months younger than B, for instance. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah, I th- I think he'll stay as well. But yeah, I think I think urgency is warranted. At the other end of the spectrum, um, Jack Rewalt. Well, I think I, it was funny you had in this interview saying he couldn't bear to watch Koch and Jack retire. Um, and yep. I think I, I don't think I can emotionally assess this because I just want him to play forever. Um, yeah. So I would say yes, another year if he was prepared to play for a reasonable contract. Because I, I just think with Lynch back, he, he already he already is apparently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But 
that's the thing is like, will he want to do that indefinitely? Like it's hard on the body. Yeah. But I just can't help but think if he's playing this well without Tom Lynch, with Tom Lynch, he could still be a useful player. Now, is yeah. it? And and you could rest him the odd the odd week as well. Yeah, I, I just like he might not want to, but and, mm. and th- I think it's doing another preseason. Yeah, but my heart mm. says my heart says yes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally there as well. <laughs> oh, good. All right, <laughs> Jacob Bauer. So he's he's just turned twenty one. Um. You know, draft, drafted as uh, last year um, as a forward from the SNFL, third, game, third VFL game of the season, he gets switched to a defender and really makes makes a go of the transition at first. Average 17 disposals a game, has been an emergency several times. But, yeah, last month, that's down to uh, 10 disposals. Uh, a game, um, and he's still still showing some good signs, but yeah, I feel like he's he's lost a lost a bit of momentum, and I'm not not quite as confident about him as I was before. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. Like I watch him in the VFL, and he does the odd good thing, then he disappears for long periods. Yeah, I just don't know. Um, mm. And would he be in front of Biggie? to stay on the list. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, because just because he's had less time in the system. So there's the, the you know, there's a chance for mm. more development. So yeah, uh, again, uh, sorry to use this benchmark. So I, I would put his percentage higher um, than Biggie, but what did you say? 50-50? Mm. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm. James Josiah has been on the list five minutes, but, um, Whereas when we drafted Bauer, he, he was on an 18-month contract. Both Trezise and uh, Matt Coulter are both just on, you know, literally to the end of the season. Um, He's he's averaging 16 disposals uh, a game in the VFL, five marks, five tackles. That goes up to um, 19 disposals a game in his last seven. Like, he's... You know he's showing he's showing clear clear improvement. I I really like watching him play. I I think I think he's close to a hundred percent to stay on. I, I think it's a terrible look if you did list him now to what what it sends. So yeah, I agree. So yeah. for the reasons you said, but I, I just can't like if you pick someone up, you've got to give them eight ten months. Yeah, I agree. Look, some some players haven't. Um, at, at other clubs. No, but, no, that's right. Yeah. There's no obligation to. Um, no. But, yeah, no, I agree. Kalen mm. Bradkey. Eight, eight VFL games. Missed about a month with injury. Kicked 13 goals, 11 in those games. Um, averages eight disposals and three marks. I think, you know, he he came in pretty much sushi raw. Uh, as a as a bush footy legend, um, God, he's inconsistent. Um, just even within games, um, and I know it's a it's a hard position to to play. I think particularly in VFL conditions where you know, you know uh, they're they're 
far from pristine in terms of wind or or ground surface, but yeah, he's he's not a a mulligan for me. No, um, I agree. I think there's too much information here. We don't know of what's he training mm. like, what he what's he testing like, yeah. what's he doing behind the scenes. Because if he's showing flashes in training, um, yeah. Then... Well, he, he shows flashes in games. Like he's a big, strong boy, and he can get on his bike and create a target uh, and half forward as well. It's just doing all the things more more often. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, that's a, that's a tricky one. Yeah, yeah, not easy. Um, Camden McIntosh. Is that is having yet another season, almost exactly in line with his career averages, um, durable, consistent, um, two year contract uh, would take him to uh, two hundred, which I think would be really popular. Um, but he's a free agent, um, so you know, he, yeah, I'll be I'll be interested if what sort of uh, offers he gets from other clubs. Yeah, I suspect people will view him a bit of a Richmond system player. Um, mm. So I, I don't know how much demand will be out there. But if he gets a, a, a good offer elsewhere, I think no one would begrudge him uh, going. Mm. Particularly if... Well, I couldn't, obviously, not West Coast, given where they are. But, um, yeah, Fremantle would be the one. Um, yeah, and if that happens, so be it. Um, I think he'd definitely get another contract at Richmond. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I I uh, I, know, I, th- I certainly think uh, you know he's he's twenty nine years yeah, exactly. Age. He, he's a regular so, senior player in his twenties still. Like yeah, mm. he's good. So yeah, look, like I said, I um, you know, perhaps it's time to bring some youth onto to that wing. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll just wait and see. Yeah, Marlon Pickett. Although he's he's three games away from triggering a, a contract extension, so and he'll probably be picked this weekend. Sorry, this. Then, yeah, that's game. that's the word. So yeah, um, look, it it's yeah. Look, who knows? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> This is very difficult to talk about. I would be pro. Uh, absent of recent events, I would have been pro it. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, um, hundred percent. If notwithstanding, but yeah, yeah, I, I think. And, yeah. and he, he'll, he'll probably be a mute mute point because he'll he'll probably trigger that contract extension. Yeah. Marte Kalina <laughs> hasn't hasn't it? Then we haven't even seen him at training. All year, unfortunately, I think his his body just hasn't held up. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, as discussed in last year's season in show, I, I wasn't particularly high on him anyway. So, but I think that back injury, whatever it is, he probably should focus on. I'm not sure all that wear and tear to be on an AFL list um, with a bad back and the ruck. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's up. To, I I think it might be best for everyone if he does something else. Mm. Matt Coulter mm. three three games in the VFL 
Averaging 13 disposals, kicked three goals, two, had some highlights. Yeah, surely you think. Yeah. I'm, look, honestly, I'm, I've been... Uh, for a guy who hasn't didn't have much uh, SNFL senior senior form, like yeah, he's he's exceeded expectations. He he athletically he looks up to the level. Like he looks, both him and Trezise are in desperate need of some proper weight training. But yeah, and yeah. I, I think where we the fact that we picked him first, I think, is very indicative of that we mm. we, we rate him fairly high. Yep. Ryan Mansell, he's he's older than you think. Like the, whereas sort of guys like Hugo Bauer, Tresize are all uh, twenty one. Um, he's just turned twenty three. Um, and until until about his last month or so of form, yeah, I was pretty skeptical. But yeah, his his numbers are starting to get towards sort of. Basic minimums for for a, a pressure forward. Yeah, ten disposals a game, goal a game, three and a half tackles. Um, yeah, it, it's been nice to see. Has been nice to see. It's a difficult one, and I, I think if he comes straight back in after his suspension, he's getting another contract. Mm. It's going to be hard yeah. though, because if he loses his spot and others play well, and he's position and he has to go back through the VFL like it's a, it's a hard road to hoe in, in that kind of role to um, to really impress in the VFL so yeah, yeah. Well, so there, there is a chance it's a no but um, you know obviously someone who's been played in most senior games this year you'd you'd in and it's younger than 25 you'd expect the answer your default answer would be yes mm. but I don't think it's 100% Robbie Tarrant What's up? Um, made a made a surprise appearance in the training photos um, this week. Um, how would you feel about a Robbie Tarrant farewell game? Yeah, fine. Um, mm, yeah, kind, me too. kind of odd one because it's really for North supporters, but maybe against North. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but obviously he's not going to play next year. No. Um, I mentioned Seth Campbell... Before he's as a rookieless player, he's came in only on a, on a one-year deal. But yeah, barring barring some form of catastrophic injury, he, I don't know everything of the ve- the very small sample that we've seen has has been good. Yeah, great. I, I would say yes. Obviously, rookie contracts. So uh, yeah. Yep. Thompson Dow. He's. Numbers, uh, he's averaging a, a career-best 22 disposals a game in the in the VFL. Um, but as he should be, right? As, with the, as he should be, yeah. yeah. With, with a natural upward progression. It's just, like, it's been really sad. I, I find Thompson's development in the VFL quite depressing. So, yep. barring some miracle upward to conform, I think it's, I think it's another level of footy for him next year. Yeah, yeah. I oh, know. Yeah, yeah, not great. Um, I saw that Toby with great Ninkur- sadness. You know he's a favourite. Yeah, me too. Um, Toby Ninkervis. I think this one's easy. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think. yeah. Any, uh, I don't think he's a... I don't know. Sorry, it's me. Checking, checking whether he's a, re- uh, a free agent. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think he is. I think it's fairly redundant. No, he he isn't. Uh, no, no, I think it's pretty redundant anyway. Um, yeah, he's in crew best form. He's going really well. He's captain of the club. Mm. Next, um, mm. actually, uh, next and lucky last, uh, Trent Cotchin. Yeah, I think he's done. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be surprised. I'm, I've, I've, we've. We've really enjoyed the the Cochin the Cochin Renaissance, but yeah, I can't see. No. Uh, I d- I just can't see him not not wanting to move on with his life. Yeah, quite honestly. So. And, and he plays a harder position than Jack for when you're old, um, which was not what we would have said ten years ago. But it's just reality of modern AFL. Yeah, uh, it. it like the 300th game was honestly more than we could have expected um, for for output, so that, that's, that's a wonderful way to go out. Mm. Yeah, and well, I mean, Jack's Jack's it was almost a joke how many surgeries Jack's had, but yeah, Cochin's yeah, played of a, a very bruising style. Yep. All right. All right. Um, well, very quickly, unfortunately, just before we, we came on, they announced uh, Tessa Levy's out for the year, which is which is a real shame. Um, they've already announced um, Western Australian midfielder uh, Charlie Wicksteed as a as a replacement player, who's a who's a former high level hockey player, continuing the the two the two sport converts, but. Yeah, that's a shame. I'm a bit sad about that. Totally. Mm. Mm. Um, top ten best in Ferris last two seasons. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah, fair loss. Mm, fair loss. Um, Brisbane, nineteen point underdogs uh, this week. Um, how do you feel about that? Probably about fair. I would have maybe put it at fifteen. Mm. But um, mm, me too. Look, they lost to Hawthorne fairly recently, but yeah, there is sort of a... and and inexplicably yeah, but there is sort of a, like you know if it, the sort of the 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 journalist sort of overarching story of um, uh, Brisbane is you know they have actually looked quicker and better defensively since they dropped uh, Rich and Gunston. And you know they mm, they they really were good last week. Um, they probably should have won by more. Um, you know, do we can we manage Harry, Harris Andrews and Lynch's absence? Um, I know, I'm a bit worried about that. Um, this and um, you know, there's Dunkley's killing it. Lucky Neal's his usual productive self. Yeah. I know they're uh, yeah, I mean, funny statistical. Um, Team, they have the worst handball differential of any um, team in the league, and the best clearance differential. Um, so it is a like the brutal sort of smashing the ball forward style, and you know, as you said, with Neil and Dunkley, McCluggage um, McCluggage is a bit off this year. Um, I was a bit um. The big O, uh, McEnany, um, he averages six clearances a game. Like that's a that's a timer as well. Um, yeah, he's he's ahead of Nank on a lot of the lot of the key mm. ratings. Um, depressingly, um, yeah, no, the unfortunately they're 
you know, some people think they're genuine flag chances. I know. The, um, which I, I, I by the way, I can't emotionally deal with, but, you know, that's just No. Me. Um, he put in, he put in Danaher are both kicking well for goal this year, which is a development I don't think anybody saw, saw coming. So, yeah. yeah. Their forward line is uncomfortably dangerous and, oh, and you know, if people haven't seen much of uh, Ashcroft, like he's he's just a gun, right? Yeah. It's galling. Um, Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher um, is another young midfielder. Like they had two first-round father-sons in the in the same year, which is extremely frustrating for. I mean, we've um, we haven't had a uh, a single first-round father-son ever. <laughs> <laughs> not, notwithstanding that the 1990s were extremely kind to us on that front, but yeah, they, they've yeah they've got a nice mix of particular with some of the older players out. They've got a nice mix of sort of youth and youth and experience, and, and they do look good. Yeah, one thing I was just on on your goal kicks point. They've got a beautiful distribution of goal kickers with Charlie, yeah, they do. Charlie Cameron having 35. Joe Danaher having 34 and kicking it sort of basically a bit above two goals one every game, as you yeah. mentioned. And yeah. Hipwood, he of the Invisible Lats, um, he's got 26 goals. and Yeah, I, he's third in, third in marks inside 50 in the, uh, for the competition. Yeah, and Bailey's got 17, you know. Rayner has been vaguely approaching productive, um, mm. not while, while not ever living up to his draft status. Yeah. yeah. Um, and super annoyingly, they don't concede very many free kicks. Um, well, yeah. So that, that <laughs> I'm worried about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be. Uh, so, uh, so after all that depressing, uh, how do you feel about the 18-point um, spread? Uh, weirdly, cautiously positive. <laughs> As in that we yeah, well, it we've should been be low? Yeah, yeah, we've been going all right, and um, look, we've laughed, we've lost our last three games at the Gabba against the Lions, but like as a as a venue, I'm not intimidated by it. Like it's you know it's a good size. It plays, it plays fairly neutral. Um, and, and we won a flag there. We won a flag there. Um, I did I did have the thought that um, we're probably much more important the Brisbane story of of the last five years than they are to us <laughs> like we're um we're uh, two-thirds of their finals uh, wins since 2010 um, yeah no, that's that's a fair point um we're you know they've you know for us in several years they've been a, a premiership speed bump yeah, and look, you know, as as frustrating as last year's final was, the injuries we had that day meant that you know Prestia got injured. Yeah, and that was we might have got through to next week, but um, yeah, we, we weren't winning the flag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's no, that's that's a, a really good point. But they are low key annoying. Um, mm. that, yeah, yeah, they're certainly not in my top three most disliked. No, and Fagan's not in, not in my favourite um, coaches. Hmm. Um, early adopter of the Ruckers a sub 
um, tactic that we've <laughs> we've much mocked. Um, actually, yeah. I think they with, with good reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, I think that they did that that day. We beat them in the win at the MCG uh, from memory. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my before, until the um, the Cochers three hundredth game. That was my favourite regular season game since the flag. So, um, hmm. you know, so um, we've got one. We've got some back on them. But that game was really tight. Obviously, the final was really tight. They've been mm. they've been fifty fifty contests. So, um, mm. sorry that, that the Brisbane game in the MCG wasn't tied on the scoreboard, but it was by the key stats. So, um, oh no, no, it was tied on the scoreboard too, wasn't it? Mm. Um, of course. Yeah. Sorry, um, but yeah. So I, I think like I like the I, I think maybe a fourteen point line would be. <laughs> this is really statistical net point picking. Would, yeah. would probably be more apt, but um, yeah. So. Hopefully, and we've had the buy, and they haven't, so that's an advantage. Well, although buy team buy teams have been weirdly horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, fair point. Yeah. Anyway, look, I think um, to sort of finish where we started, like the, it's already been such a weird, topsy turvy, unexpected season. I sort of I'm, sort of moved past expectation, you know, big picture expectation. Yeah. I just wanted to have a crack every week, and I think we can do that. No, that's right. Um, like it is an incredibly significant game for the season, but um, I, I, that's how I feel as well. Um, what you said—that um, I just want to be competitive and be play good footy, and I, you know, just enjoy watching Richmond, which is much easier on the replay than live. But um, <laughs> yeah, and but like it would be if we beat them, it'd be bloody magnificent. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Target Talk.